at least one in 300 or so people in the UK are living with Crohn's disease. Now, this is just one of the many diseases or ailments that we have to live with on a daily basis. And some people suffer in silence. They're at work and you might not even know they're literally right next to you. And you might not know why they're having all those doctor appointments and why they're not feeling up to it, why they're feeling groggy, why they've had to take some time out. And sometimes little snarky comments can be made in the office like, oh, part timer. And you're like, I literally just like need to run to the toilet, but I can't tell you. Do you know what I mean? Like that actually happens. So I know some people don't say it with any malicious intent when you come in a little bit late or you go home and you just think it's office banter. But maybe, you know, it's it's time to start waking up to the conversation that actually some of our colleagues could be suffering in silence right next to us. So to help me with this conversation, because I could not handle this on my own, I've bought two money honeys. Like these are for me, like the embodiment of money honey. You must have seen them before. If you're in the financial services space, you know about Pam and Nina from Pam Brown Mortgages. I love this power couple that I see just purely from social media. That's how I got to know about them. And then I like a creep, you know, like a weirdo. And if you've been watching this show for a few for a few episodes or not, you'll know I'm a bit of a weirdo. And I literally ran up to them at an event um, in person. I was like, oh, my God, I follow you guys. I like I love what you guys are doing. And bless them, they were like, thanks. So, yeah, I think we're friends now so we can be friends. Um, but, yeah, I um, invited Pam and Nina, mother and daughter, this power duo at Pam Brown Mortgages. They um, run a mortgage and insurance company. They are based in Vista. Uh, Pam actually set this business up 12 years ago, uh, just on her kitchen table. You know, we've all done that, right? I set it up in my conservatory. Um, so I really uh, look up to uh, uh, Pam as a business owner. And uh, yeah, the business has grown ever since. Now she made beautiful children and these beautiful children happen to be really talented. And these talented, beautiful children have joined her in the business. So it makes me think maybe I should make a few, like I should make a few kids because I need to like have a succession plan. And I think Pam has nailed that as well. So I might need some coaching on beautiful, talented children and, and the making of them. So Pam's son, as I, I've been mentioning children, uh, so you'll hear from Nina, but Joe's also part of the business. He entered the family business. He's creating a new process. Um, they're in the process of creating a new company, which is called Brown, Brown & Co Financial Planning. Uh, and so they're just constantly expanding their range of um, services. But it's what the family do. So I think what Pam Brown Mortgages have nailed is that sense of family culture. They're obviously killing it in the financial services space anyway. But as a family, part of their culture is to also do work outside of work, which is their charity, their passion charity, which is Crohn's and Colitis. Uh, that's what they support. And they raised over £25,000 last year for Crohn's and Colitis. So I mean, without further ado, I, I, this it, you've got to hear it from them. So stay tuned. Hello there. Hi. Hi, girls. How are you doing? Very well. How are you? 
Yes, very well, thank you. Really, really well. Thank you for being here with me today. I really appreciate you making time to outside of your busy schedule to, to be here. Thanks for asking us, Han. Yeah, no worries. So I gave a little bit of an intro into what you girls are all about, into what your business is about. But please, over to you, introduce yourselves one at a time and, you know, what you want to bring to the show today. You know, why are you here? Why did you want to speak up? Um, my name is Pam. Um, this is my beautiful, as you said, daughter, Nina. Um, and my son is at home studying. Um, I set up my business uh, what feels like years ago and always knew that I wanted to have a business that was big enough that my children could come in and succeed next to me, um, especially when my son got Crohn's, because um, as you know, we've discussed um, many times with everybody, uh, Crohn's is a bugger. And I just wanted him to be able to have a career and have a good career and not be have a nine to five job where his boss would say to him, what are you doing? And I know that, that that's what I wanted to do. And of course, I couldn't have one without the other. So, so I made Nina do her master's, literally, <laughs> to do her two degrees. And then she came over after. So that, so from, the, from day dot to now, I've just wanted my children next to me at work. Wow. Wow, what a story. And Nina, how do you feel about all this? What would you say? <laughs> um, in my head, this was always the plan. Um, I... When leaving school, obviously I, I was way too young to start to join the family business. So I wanted to do my, I did four years at university. Um, I did try and venture <laughs> elsewhere. For after, about a week. Uh, for, for a good six months. <laughs> I did work in retail for like six months. And then I went over to an estate agency um, to be a property manager um, and realized very quickly that that wasn't necessarily for me. Um, so then... I left one day and just decided to come here. Fantastic. What did you study out of interest? Um, so my first degree was in teaching. So I want, initially I, I wanted to be a teacher. Um, my first degree was in teaching um, and then realised very quickly I didn't think I had the patience to deal <laughs> no, with children. Um, so but I, I completed that degree and then my master's was in property development. Oh, nice. Yes. So, okay. You're both, I mean, quite similar. I studied something completely different. So I went into like the languages um, world and I thought I was going to be a teacher. And I was actually one of my first businesses for anyone who doesn't know, and you probably don't know, was um, to have a, I had a private tutoring um, company. So I would do yeah, that was that was what I did straight out of university. I thought, you know, actually, I don't want to be in a school as a teacher because I had to go through like PCG and everything. So I was like, you know what, I think I want to do like more consultative coaching, like one to one training. So I did do that, but then landed in property and like, yeah, I, I don't have a qualification in property, but I came into this space. Um, but you don't need it, do you? You can just yeah. learn, you can pick it up. So yeah. amazing backgrounds and yeah, destiny brought you guys back together or was it mum? I don't know. <laughs> somehow, somehow you were forced, yeah, you, you were brought together. So you said your son got Crohn's and, and so before we get into like finance and work, let's just pick up on that subject. Um, a lot of people are suffering in the UK, all over the world with um, Crohn's colitis without probably even knowing about it. Um, is that what initiated the work that you do for this charity is that your, your son got it? Talk to me about that journey you went on. So, so my son was, so we've never had anything wrong with our tummies ever. 
my son was 12 we were in new york he didn't feel very well we're on holiday and both of my children are the, 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 the nicest, easiest people. None of them moan. And he, kept, he just kept saying to me, I don't feel very well. And then we were in New York and I kept buying him jumpers and nothing was keeping him warm. He was freezing. And by the time we got back from New York that week, he'd lost nearly a stone. Wow. Literally, hadn't he? He'd lost, it was like an 11 pound he'd lost, literally in about nine days. And I remember my PA coming into the room saying, oh my God, look at him. Something's really wrong. And I remember going to the doctors, and I know my doctor very well. I remember phoning her saying, Claire, help me. Something's wrong with my son. And he had lots of different tests, and then his blood test came back as wrong. And, of course, I'd never, you know, I'd never experienced anything, nothing. I think Nina hurt her knee once as a child, and we, we, we had a very, you know, it was, yeah. So to have to get, be catapulted into the most horrendous situation. Um, so that was, the, that was the December. By the April, he'd been diagnosed with Crohn's disease. So wow. at the time, I've never seen, he looked, I mean, obviously my children are mixed race. He looked grey. That's all I can describe him as, didn't he? He didn't go to school. I didn't go to work. We were in and out of hospital. Um, and then to be told that your son is going to get or has a disease that no one can cure. And I think the thing that hit me the most was that when you give your son, your daughter, anyone that you love, drugs that can kill them, because the drugs, the drugs can cause cancer and all sorts, but it, you're literally facing, do I give him this or do I not? Do, do I let him, you know, Crohn's take his life or do I put him on drugs where that can give him cancer? And so he was um, 13 at this point. Um, he coped okay for the first couple of years, didn't he? Okay. And then um, but it just affects you. I can't tell you. And this is why I'm so passionate about getting the Crohn's out there because it affects everyone, me, my husband, my daughter, Joe, my mum. I mean, the tears we've shed is unbelievable, the worry that we've had over all these years. And so Joe was then uh, 15, and because of the drugs, he got sepsis, TB, pneumonia, pericarditis, all at the same time, and nearly died. So, and I can say that now without bawling, but at the time, I couldn't say it without bawling. So we spent most of his 15, 16th year in hospital. Um, in and out all the time, which meant Nina was left. She was just 20. She was left on her own um, when I spent the whole time in hospital. Um, so these, this is the drugs that make the Crohn's better, but then give you no immune system, so then he gets everything. So um, then he got liver disease from the Crohn's, and then he got alopecia from the drugs for the Crohn's. So we went round and round and round in circles. So 15th, 16th, 17th year were the most awful years of my entire life. Um, I mean, he had his GCSEs with a pick line in his arm, which is where they they put a line in your arm so they could they have to take it out. So he has his injections into his arm. And he, he that's how he spent his, didn't he? That's how he spent his life with his hair falling out in clumps and, and a pick line in his arm. And you've met Joe. He's the most beautiful boy. Um, gorgeous, yeah. Gorgeous. And, but he's so lovely. He's so lovely. And it was so sad to see all of his confidence go because of his hair. Um so yeah, it was just, it was hideous. Um, so I am very passionate about talking about the fact that Crohn's is his invisible disease. You I, you would look, watch him down the street and he runs 10 miles a day. He goes to the gym, he's fit as a fiddle, he's beautiful. He has girlfriends, he has a life. He has all the sorts of things, but you don't see the fact that he panics about going from A to B in case there's no toilet. He panics that if he's gonna get ill, how long is he going to get ill for? Is he going to be in hospital? Is he going to need a stoma? Is he going to, he, he, you go through all of that and he's 22 years old, you shouldn't have to go through that. 
And I remember at school, um, me phoning the school saying he's in and out of hospital. And they said, oh, he's only got IBS. And I was like, yeah. Oh. I, was, yeah I, I wanted to kill the headmaster. I was like, IBS, don't you say? I mean, I obviously swore much more than I'm just about to. But it was just, <laughs> IBS, what do you mean? And I'm fight, you, you fight against everybody because they go, oh, it's just an eating thing. No, it's not. It's not. It doesn't matter what you eat. It can you he's the same as everyone else something can upset your stomach and something can't it does not the, it's not the eating that stops your Crohn's it's he has an autoimmune disease that's got nothing to do with the food that goes in your mouth and people think that oh you know if he doesn't eat bread he's going to be fine it's got nothing to do with that yeah. so it I'm, is yeah the misconception is there because I, I've battled with IBS all my life um but it is it is IBS and it's not like we, we tested for Crohn's and we tested for a celiac. And so this this subject was obviously quite, quite close to me because I, I felt, you know, I was lucky to have not got it. And I was close to thinking I did have it. Um, and so I'm very grateful that I didn't because I know what it takes. But then my cousin has it, has what Crohn's. Crohn's. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah she does. She's in Italy. Um and but we we do talk about like the kind of food you do have to talk about food you do have to be careful yeah. of what you eat don't you but then people think on the outside that's just like you need a gluten-free restaurant you know um and you're like no it's not just about being <laughs> gluten-free it's uh yeah. but it's so tough that food conversation even just in itself like even without the whole you know conversation about the toilet or conversation about the emotions and conversation about your mental state even just food in general is like it's just so emotional like I know exactly not exactly but I know ex how he feels about yeah. that anxiety or like having to move away from home or even just when you travel as well you know when you travel for work oh my gosh yeah it's it's really challenging travel is a big thing um we go on holiday a lot I I I think that when you die, all you have is your memories. So I, I don't have many savings, but we do go on holidays. Oh, no, I've seen your holidays. I am <laughs> all of your holidays. <laughs> I, when I just think life is short and when you're dead, what have you got? Love but, it. Love that. that. That is my um, philosophy, yeah. Literally. Um, but Joe really struggles when we go on holidays. So if we're going like, to New York for a city break, he'll spend, he'll have a day where he just feels crap because the, the taking on the flight and the eight-hour flight or something like that affects him hugely. Yeah. And Nina and I are celiac. So I became celiac two years ago with a menopause, and you were 16. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. So, How um, interesting. Yeah, no, I know. Nothing you both got, like a, a stomach-related um, really There's a thing. I have endometriosis, and there's a, a very badly, so I was told I couldn't have any children. So thank God that, that thank, thank God they were wrong. Um, but um, they, they, there's a study in the Netherlands that's linking endometriosis and Crohn's disease. Wow. I don't know that study. I don't know. I mean, it's just something that I was told. Again, interesting. Mm. Interesting. I thought I did have endometriosis at some point, but I didn't. So, yeah, all these near misses. I hope they don't come later all at once. Because I, <laughs> I haven't got time. Like, I literally can't deal with this. But speaking of, you know, I say I haven't got time, but let's let's speak about how and, and I'm not trying to like glorify for the sake of glorifying but like you've become very successful right I don't know how <laughs> right. okay I don't think many people know how and I think that's you know really not nice of you to say it makes you know you are at least to me to the little I do know you you do come across very real very authentic very down to earth you know there's nothing showy off about you guys at all 
But you are the evidence that success, despite the, you know, you'd be successful as a mother. You were told you couldn't have them. You had them. You had a poorly child whilst the other one was neglected and had to go off to uni on their own. She was successful. She was successful in her own right. So it's like you're breaking barriers when you're told you can't, you do. When you're told you're, you know, how, how, how do you do that? What, what? I'm not very good at someone telling me no. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm very vocal on what I think is right and what I think is wrong. Um, I love my children more than anything is ridiculous I I'm it's probably I probably worry about them more than I did when they were babies because when they're babies you can look after them now Nina doesn't live with me and I I honestly anyway um I I'm not very good at a no um and I'm really passionate about making sure that my children are looked at being mixed race are given this the same opportunities as someone who's white and I'm really passionate about that. And I have, so in our in our little Pam Brown mortgages, we have me, white, we have my children who are mixed race. We also have my son with disabilities because they are disabilities. And yeah. so I, I feel like we cover all factors in this little bit. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I just, I just want everybody to be treated nicely and everyone to be treated like they'd want to be treated. And I think that I'm very determined to make sure that everyone sees my children for what they are. Yes, um, I think that's the thing that that makes me every single day makes me go on and on and on, um, especially for Chrome's, don't I? Especially for Chrome's. Yeah. I mean, last year you're right, we raised twenty five. I think, I think myself with all the fundraising we've done, I think we're almost nearly at forty thousand for Chrome's now, um, which is unbelievable. We're, we're climbing New York to Three Peaks next week, so yeah. a week today we are hopefully finished, and it will be uh, a week today. We just started at half six this morning. Wow. Um, 30 out of the people in the industry doing it with me again and we've just got over four and a half thousand this morning so again we're, we just keep plodding and I, I you know I don't see myself as successful I see myself as blessed I can't think of anything mm, yeah indeed absolutely and Nina do you feel like you are seen for what you're truly worth and do you feel valued for what you truly are not just by your mother, but like, in the industry. <laughs> obviously I know your mother does, but in the industry, um, in your, you know, community, how do you feel about that? Uh, um, I think it's definitely improved. At, at the beginning, I didn't know. Um, and I think it's different coming in into a family business because at the beginning, I was just seen as Pam's daughter. I was, I didn't really necessarily have like my own voice or no one really knew who I was individually. Um, so I think that was the biggest task over the last couple of years is to try and make my own voice but under Pan Brown Mortgages um, and for people to know who I was. Um, so especially over the last year, it's definitely, I do feel valued um, and seen. Um, but obviously I think, I think especially being so young, there's not many younger people in this industry. They are mainly like 10 years older than me. Um, so I think in terms of everyone talks about imposter syndrome, um, it's definitely a real thing because you do, I do walk into a room and doubt why I'm there um, many times. So I think that's something that I do struggle with. But okay. yeah, I think it's the being so young in such a, not an old industry, but yeah, it's older, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I know exactly how you, yeah, what you mean. So, you know, you said um, you are now in the past year starting to see yourself more 
visible and heard and valued. How has that happened? What do you think's happened to make that happen? Social media. We're moving um, networks soon. Um, oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so we're moving networks soon. And I think that's one of the reasons that we're moving. Um, I think that the new network have embraced completely yeah. what I've been trying to get other people to embrace. The right. fact that she's 26, mixed race, girl, new to the industry, all of those, do you know what I mean? All of those sort of things that I that I don't think anyone should take for granted. And I think that, that that's helped you, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And, and just giving me more confidence. Yeah. So then from a for anyone listening who doesn't understand what a network is maybe you're not from finance or mortgages no 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 this is good this so um yeah so your network is you know your fca body right your your governing body and so um you you found that that place isn't helping women of color and young women thrive yeah right so we decided that that was one of the deciding factors wasn't it yeah we thought hold on we're doing this to ourselves. Let's 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 try and look outside the box that we were in, and okay. say we need to. We want to do this. We want to do that. And and we we settled on on what we've settled on, which is great. Um, that's Nina enormously, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And and actually, Nina, yeah, you also said social media, which I certainly see from the outside looking in. Definitely, that's where I saw you flourish. That's where I got to know the real Nina. You know, originally I knew about your mum because. I've been in financial services for seven years. So I knew of Pam Brown and, you know, I knew your mom and knew who she was. And then you started come on, coming onto the screens um, and not just in your mom's selfies, but you started coming on the screens. How did you bring yourself to do something <laughs> like that? I banged her in the head a million times. <laughs> yeah. I, I was forced to. Yeah. <laughs> You're like holding up a sign like. <laughs> I sound like, I sound like Chris Kardashian at this point. Yeah. <laughs> But do you know what, Pam? I feel like I haven't got any babies yet. But in the future, like I said, I feel like I need to give birth to my staff. Like I feel like I'm I'm gonna give birth to little mini me's. And yeah, we but that's the kind of leadership. Like if you're not gonna be a leader as a mum, where else are you gonna be a leader? Like this is you oh like the the foundation. I built the foundation. Nina needs to build another foundation which is bigger and better than mine because. I've built something that's better than my mum built. Do you, do you know what I mean? So she, yes, we yeah. Have to keep growing as layers. It's a layer cake, and yes. I think you really struggled. I mean, Nina and I, I had so. many arguments over. I'd say to her, I think she's the most beautiful thing on earth. So I would say to her, your face is. If people see your face and they see you for your your yourself and just be yourself, don't sell a product, don't do anything, just be Nina, and being Nina is good enough. And if someone can't see that Nina isn't good enough, we don't want their business anyway. Um, so, so, so just be Nina, just be your sweet little self um, who's caring, lovely, blah, 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 blah. But her videos in the beginning were hilarious. <laughs> oh, don't, don't get me started. I've had my own cringy videos in the past. But but yeah, it must have taken a lot of courage for, because I, I feel maybe, maybe you've got pressure from you know, do you feel pressure from how successful your mum is and having to live up to that expectation? Or do, have you now found your own place, your own voice, your own stride? Um, I think I've now found my own voice. Um, I think, yeah, no, definitely. I've definitely found my own voice. I did struggle at the beginning, um, especially with social media and the videos. I, I mean, to record a one minute video would take me half a day because yeah. I, I physically couldn't, I hated speaking, I hated my voice, I hated doing anything. 
Um, and now it takes me two minutes to do a one minute video. Like it's it's easy now. We don't do um, take. We just no. do one photo. Do one video, it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. But that's all that that's all you need because like you said, Pam, you need to be your yourself. You know, if you try to curate your content and you try to like overplay it and too much, you know, it just becomes um disjointed and people won't connect. But I certainly have seen people warm to you and connect with you. And and like Pam said, like we don't want to win over a hundred percent of people. You can't be I heard this saying, which I absolutely love. I, I can't I don't know who I'm stealing it from, but it was um if you are, I can't be everyone's cup of tea, otherwise I'm a mug. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's so true. Um, I'm not a mug. <laughs> yeah, I am not a mug. Me and a mug do not go in the same sense. So yeah, just just attract the your vibe, you know, just to attract the people that are in line with you and what you do. And that's everything from, you know, how many times, like you, you're talking about this conversation that you're having with your network about, switching because it's not aligned with you know your values you know I've been challenged where I've had clients that I'm like oh god that doesn't stick with me that that doesn't ring true and then you're you're battling between I need the money but actually this is not aligned with me and and every time I feel like I've chosen correctly like I'm like no actually no this is not right for me and those are the conversations you have to have with yourself so I yeah, say all the time, go by your gut. Whatever your gut tells you. I've always gone by my gut. I, I, It hasn't done me wrong. And I'm 51. Isn't that interesting? I like, I like this and that. You say go with your gut. And it's no. so important that, like, how ironic that you support Crohn's and colitis. <laughs> do you see what I'm going with this? Yeah, yeah, of course I do. I feel like, yeah, your emotions are emotional. I'm like that. Like, my emotions are definitely led in from my stomach, like the solar plexus. Like, yeah, I feel it. Yeah. And I think that's why I sometimes, like, I'm not, I don't want to get too woo woo on this because, you know, believe what you want to believe out there. If you believe in a higher power or if you believe that's a load of nonsense or you just believe in science. But actually, have you noticed that the stomach is actually the most difficult organ to explain the doctors don't understand it yeah there's some sort of supernatural activity going on in there there must be because it can't be picked up it can't be seen it can't be diagnosed and because I think I'm such an emotional person like really passionate and you know I'm very um like type a like always doing something I feel like that's why I carry a lot of maybe stress in my stomach because I'm doing it that that's I am the most emotional person. I do everything by my emotion, don't I? Yes. I'm very fiery. I'm very. <laughs> I, I either love you or I absolutely hate you, and there is no grey in my life, is there? No. At all. Um, and I, I think that, and it is somewhat people to say that business isn't personal. Yes, it bloody well is. This yes. is my baby. This is my baby that I've I've brought my babies into it's the most personal thing other than my children I have in my life and yeah. I want to say it's not personal business well oh that is a load yeah I, I get that as well even from my mum sorry mum if you're listening but she's like oh, <laughs> oh me and her are, are very similar to you two very 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 similar but um I'm it's not I'm like the mum I'm the mum and the opposite way around oh, so yeah I'm <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm like the sensible just, like, just don't say that like you can't do that and like if anyway but she she will always because she's trying to protect me she'll be like Raj just don't take it too personal and also I'll just gloss over that look over that but I'm like no that matter especially if it's a man I'm like no he said something like this or even women who don't support women I'm like no oh, that's catty that's bitchy I don't stand yeah. for that and yeah. she's like gosh if you keep standing she has got a bit of a point because she was saying you know your life is really short so if you're constantly trying to stand for something if you're constantly trying to battle like that but put everyone right put everyone to their rights she's like you're just going to constantly be battling your whole life i don't know it's hard to give advice as a mum, isn't it i imagine because it's, it's, you want the best really of your child yeah but it but it's and because it's, it's really hard um to give advice i mean i'm very vocal aren't i yes to to, to me like i'm doing very very vocal but i'm normally right it's just yeah, no, you see, yeah. <laughs> she takes a couple of minutes, perhaps hours, to come out of the mood that she's in that I made that I put her into. But she normally goes, "Yeah, okay, I get it." Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I say everything because I love her. I say yeah. everything because I love Joe, and I don't want her to be hurt. And I know she has to make her own mistakes, but I don't want her to be hurt. I don't want her to cry. And I think that's the thing as a mother. That's what you don't want. So you try so hard to stop her from being hurt it's yeah. really, it's a really difficult job being a mum really, yeah. compared to being a mum right, right it looks that way it really does look that way and I, I'm totally with you I'm like you know the business is my baby so yeah I'm gonna do everything I can to to protect it and that's how you are with your children right so yeah it is wow. um, which is again one of the reasons why we are changing direction at the moment is because I want Nina to be seen and mm. I want her to, to grow and I want her to have support around her. Um, and I think that is really important as a mother and a business owner to have everyone in your in your unit happy. And mm. do, you, do you know what I mean? So I, yeah. I think we're managing to do that now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ladies, that, that really brings me so much joy that you can thrive uh, even through adversity, challenges, differences, you can, but you you guys have just really shown, I hope the, the audience is picking up on this, it's taking action. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You have to take massive action. You have to remove barriers out of your way. You have to challenge the status quo. You have to <laughs> say no when it's a no. You have to, you and know. Be and be uncomfortable. It's some, some decisions are uncomfortable. Some some conversations are uncomfortable, but if it if you benefit from at the end, then you just have to go through un uncomfortable spaces sometimes, and that that's okay. Not the road isn't perfect in front of us, is it? For any of us. Mm. Absolutely, Nina. What would your um, closing comments be to the to the listeners? What would you like to hope that someone would take away from this conversation? What would you like to leave them with? Um, probably talking about being comfortable, getting out of your comfort zone and doing things that do scare you and you do panic about and just remembering that if you are, just say for example, invited to something or you go to like an event, you are there for a reason. Mm. Um, you're not just plonked there for no apparent reason. Um, and just be confident in yourself because it is very difficult sometimes, um, especially anyone that is thinking of joining the industry or who is young or like wanting to change. Um, just be confident in yourself. Yeah, I love that. And remember, I, your I, yeah. remember your self-worth. It's very important to not uh, 
to keep other people's noises out, I think. Yeah. And remember yourself. And, and don't try and copy anyone else. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Know yourself. Know your worth. Really have a true sense of purpose for the, your place in this industry, in this world, in this place. So, um, yeah, I, I really love that. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that with me and for helping me bring this message out into the industry and, you know, inspiring others who are, I'm sure, looking up to you um, just as much as I did on social media. But hopefully this was their little half an hour moment with you, with you in their little ear or, you know, I, I just hope that that brought you, if you're listening, uh, enough value to really kickstart your own journey. You know, if you're feeling like you're being discriminated for your age, your race, your gender, um, just know that this is this is how we break barriers. We take action, we get uncomfortable, we have those conversations. But yeah, it comes down to, you know, getting that confidence to start with. So ladies, if people want to connect with you, where's the best place? Like what, what are you on right now? What kind of social... LinkedIn. LinkedIn, yeah. Okay. So that's, your, that's your yeah, yeah. That's my favorite place too. So yeah, um apps I'll put in the show notes the um links to their LinkedIn uh profiles. But what about um just we have a, a minute or so just to uh give a shout out to the charity that you're supporting. If we did want to donate and if we did want to support and watch your journey, where, how, what do we do? So uh, it's on all of my um just um LinkedIn posts. It's um for Crohn's and Colitis UK. When Joe first got diagnosed, I phoned that 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 charity Endless Times Crying, not knowing who to turn to, what to do. Um, and they helped me enormously. Um, so Crohn's and Colitis UK and the, our, our links everywhere on our, I mean, on our everything, everything. We post all the time about it. So yes, any donations. Okay, fantastic. So whether you are suffering with this or you know someone who is, that's the charity to go to. And if you want to follow um, Pam and her family and her team on this journey to supporting the charity, please, please give generously. So thank you so much again thank for being you. on the show. Thank, thank you. you.